0: Okay, so we had been discussing Chapter 6, or we started discussing Chapter 6. Chapter 6 is Dhyana Yoga. and We have seen in the last five chapters how to get rid of your actions, how to get rid of the attachment to your actions. So the whole exercise is about how to train your mind to think in a manner which is more in line with your evolution as from man to godhood we all came out of the same entity one singularity we became all individuals and now the exercise is to go back to that singularity so we had been trying to see how we should act in this world without any attachment. And the next chapter, this chapter 6, gives us a further instruction into how to contemplate on that singular self, which I call myself, you call yourself, he call himself, with the one self. So the chapter opens without any preface, it's just a continuation of the thought in the dialogue we've seen in chapter five. So Bhagavan continues his description of how a yogi in a sannyasi act in this world. So the first verse says Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Bhagawan right away starts this chapter. No, Arjuna is not asking any question. Anasritaha karmafalam karyam karma karotiyaha. We have learned the technique of how to act in this world. We act in the spirit of Karma Yoga. And Karma Yoga we have seen is not for the selfish desires and accomplishment, but for the greater good. And the technique there we learned is how to do that is not to rely on the karma phala, not to have this expectation for a particular result out of my actions. Right now all the actions I perform are driven by some desire to fulfil. And that at the end of my actions I'm looking for the fruits. Fruits of my actions which is to fulfil my desire. So all my actions right now can be classified as karmafala asritaha. They are dependent on the karma karmafala. If I decide there is no karmafala at the end of the action, I will not perform. Say, why, why are you wasting your time in futility? Say, no, no, I know I will get something out of this. Therefore I am working. So you are karmafala asritaha. Karmi, right now. Bhagavan said, the one who is performing actions without depending on the karma phala, on asri he karma not. his actions are not driven by the karma phala. His actions are driven by the very understanding that this is the purpose of my life. This is what I should be doing. I am trained as a doctor. My purpose is to heal people who are sick. Whether I get credit, whether I get paid. Now, this may be stretching too far. But that thought that it needs to be done, and then have a complete faith in this cause and effect relationship of karma and karma phala, that appropriate reward will be there. When I perform my actions, the reward will be there, but that's not my goal. My goal is to perform my actions. As they are needed, Sahasanyasi sannyasi, yah, yogi. Such a person is a sannyasi. When you reach that point that karma phali is not driving or motivates you to act, then you are a sannyasi. And that such a person is also a yogi. See, we started out this chapter five by saying who is a sannyasi and who is a yogi. And Bhagavan said that sannyasi is one who not vested in a kangshati. And that may be too difficult for you right now, so therefore you become a karma yogi. Perform karma yoga, but karma yoga will be easier for you. So it may give us a notion that a yogi is someone inferior to sannyasi, or at least someone who is very at a very different level than a sannyasi. This verse clarifies that once you reach that stage of accomplishment if both are same. Both yogi and sannyasi it is the same state that they are not working in this world for any particular results or for a particular sense of agency. It's particular pride that I am doing it. I am reforming the society. Well, then obviously you lost it. Swami so, mean, used to say, humility is something which as soon as you think you got it, you lost it. How respectful I am, how pious I am, you say so you lost it already. Something which comes naturally to you, your mind never even thinks about it. That somebody should give me credit for my actions, there should be good results out of my actions, but I just get motivated to act because that's my real nature, is to act. So, Sannyasi Cha Yogi, he's also Sannyasi and a Yogi at the same time. Because there is no difference between a Yogi and a Sannyasi. Yoga is the path to pursue to make yourself worthy to become a Sannyasi. Sannyasi is the ultimate goal. Sannyasi is giving up all the actions that nothing belongs to me, I am not the doer. That's very difficult right now, so just then engage yourself into selfless activities in a karma yoga, and that path will lead you to a point where you will automatically be a yogi and a sannyasu. Na nir agnihi nacha akriya in Swamiji points out that some people, some commentators, divide Bhagavad Gita into three sections of Vedas. The first six chapters are Karmakand. The next six chapters will be Upasana Kand, and the last three chapters will be Jnana kand. So, even assuming that the first six chapters were Karmakand, Karmakand is for the grahasis, you know, not for the sannyasi. Sannyasi has no rituals to perform, no actions to do. But karmakand is given to grahasthi, how a grahasthi should act in this world, what rituals he should perform. Rituals are nothing but disciplines for your mind, for your body, so that you can perform in this world. So if you consider this karmakand, Bhagavan said that this is the glorification of grahasthashram. To become a or yogi, you don't need to be non-grahasthi, non-householder. And this is actually a great dilemma for all of us. And as I said, Meena asked that last question to Swami Chinmaranda on his last journey from Dallas Airport to San Diego, where he passed away. He said, Swami, this is very difficult. These two lives, you know, we have to live the life of a householder and all these duties. And then we want to do this Jinnmamis and spirituality. How to reconcile this too? And Swami Ji answered, why are you having two lives? Just a one. Everything you do is just consider one life. Monday through Friday, what you do, and Saturday, Sunday what you do. It should be just one continuum. But we don't really see that way. We consider that this what I do is my professional sphere. My social sphere is very different than my spiritual sphere. This verse clarifies that. That sannyasya yogi is not the one who is niragnihi. Niragnihi here literally means non householder. In Vedic time, everybody obviously has to cook. To cook, you need a fire. In the fire, in those days, he didn't have the instant matches to light or the electronic gas burners. So you have to have a fire to light up the larger fire constantly available in the house. So there is always a small amount of fire burning in your house, which you use it to kindle the larger fire when you are cooking or whatever you are doing. So one who has agni in his house is a householder because he cooks for himself, others. Niragni is the one who has given up Ghrasthasram as a sanyasi. He's going to go with the begging ball and say, Beksanadehi. He does not need fire. So Niragni is the person who has given up Ghrasthasram and become a sannyasi. That was our, our normal understanding. The sannyasi has to give up the Ghrasthasram he does not have any profession, he does not have a home, he does not have a family, and he has nothing to do. The Bhagavan says, na niragni Just because you have given up all your duties, it does not become a sannyasi or a yogi. Nacha akriya Now, somebody who is niragni can be yogi and a sannyasi. But so is also a grahasthi who is doing all that is to be done in this marketplace. But he can be a sannyasya yogi. But one person who can definitely cannot be a sannyasya yogi is akriya, One who decided he doesn't want to do anything. He literally is a tamasic, lazy person. Now he may sell himself as, I am a sannyasi. So I am depending on begging ball. But he's not doing anything. He's he cannot be a sannyasi or a yogi. So Bhagavan clarifies here that to become a sannyasi you can be in any state of existence in a human society. Or can be doing anything that you think is not a sannyas. But as long as you meet the criteria in the first line. Anastritha karma phalam karyam karma karodhyaha. He is acting in this world without depending on the karma phala. As simple as that. Such a person is a sannyasi and a yogi at the same time. So we now understood that grahasthi can be. Therefore, we have these examples in Bhagavad Gita, in other scriptures, Raja Janak, Yogeshwara Krishna. He is the lord of yoga, but he has how many wives? According to Purana, one thousand and eight, right? Because he married the thousand princess, which is a Jarasang or somebody just had captured. When he released all of them, they also were, where are we gonna go? And Krishna said that okay, you marry me, I am your husband. That's a folklore and a and a Puranic story. What it really means that Krishna did everything in his life is a king, is a leader of the community, leader of the society, but he was a sannyasi and a yogi. he was Yogeshwara Krishna. So you and I have a chance if we develop the attitude towards our actions on asrita karma falam, not depending on the karma falam. Next verse says, Yam sannyasam iti prahuhu yogam tam viddi pandava. He's clarifying our understanding, honing our understanding of what is sannyasa and what is yoga. We clearly understood in last few chapters that giving up the sense of agency is the sannyasa. When I think that I am not the doer, I am a sannyasi. And when I give up karma phala, I am a yogi. But we still could not reconcile which one I do first for your purpose just do karma falatyaga is the first one. But then is everything that once i had done karma falatyaga and become yogi, now I have a whole new pursuit to become a sannyasi. And maybe that's where we had said, what do we call it the four ashramas? Brahmacharya ashram, Grihastha ashram, they're called, they're called ashramas, right? The four ashramas. The four ashramas. The four Stages of, Stages of my life. The last is sannyasa. We think that's what it is. I have to go through all these things. I become a sannyasi. Bhagavan clarifies here. There is a misunderstanding here. Right from your gruhasthasram you can be a sannyasi. Right from your brahmacharya you can be a sannyasi. Yam sanyasa prahu, prahuhu Whatever is described as sannyasa. Yogam tam vidhi pandava Yoga is that also. I cannot be a yogi and say I'm not a sannyasi. I'm just a yogi. Well, that's not possible, unless you can renounce your thoughts about what would be my future. You are not a sannyasi, and neither you can become a yogi. As long as I have this background noise about I need to achieve this in my life, you cannot be a yogi. Yogi needs to give up karma phala. Karma phala give up literally means I am living on a day-to-day life. Whatever needs to be done in the present, I will do. I will not worry about my future. But if I have the notion of what I will be in the future, I lost that concept. So the next line says, Nahi <laughs> sanyastha sankalpaha yogi bhavati Sannyasi and yogi are the same. Sannyasi cannot be. sannyasi without becoming a yogi. And the yogi and sannyasi are at the same level when they reach their final accomplishment of their goal. But without giving the sankalpa, and here is where the difficulty we had last time, and we always will have it. Nahi sannyasta sankalpa yogi bhavati kaschanaha. Without giving sankalpa, you cannot become yogi. So, I mean, it is really taking us to a level where we may or may not be ready for. It says you should not have any sankalpa. Now in our day-to-day language, in our vernacular Gujarati, Hindi and even the southern Indian languages, sankalpa is what you do when Pandit ji says, you know, take the water in your hand. Right beginning the puja, he asks you to take water in hand and offer it. You do the sankalpa, then I'm going to do Bhagavan Sri Krishna's puja. Sankalpa is my commitment that I will be doing this. That sankalpa does not mean what will come out of my action. So sankalpa used in our rituals is a commitment to God that this is what I'm committed to. We take the sankalpa in our day-to-day life as sankalpa that I will become a millionaire is my sankalpa. That could be your commitment. If you just take it to a commitment level that I will strive to make as much money as possible as long as I'm not depending on the karma phala, that sankalpa is okay. Here the sankalpa is used in our later understanding. The sankalpa is my goal, what I want to become. Now our mind is trained or at least programmed to do that. You say, well, why are you doing this? You know, I'm working on this, so I will have this much wealth. Then I'm going to do. Say so retirement planning. In this country, they say start when you are young, when you are in your first job, start your retirement planning. Retirement planning is fine as long as I don't project what I'll be doing in the retirement. That I'll be sitting in some resort and then I'll be playing golf. And my boss used to tell me that you will find me somewhere in a ski resort when I retire. So 25 years ago, he had decided he was going to some ski resort when he retired. That's a sankalpa. And Swamiji says, there is nothing wrong in it. The problem with that is, my mind is so fickle that changes sankalpa every minute. Almost every time I make a sankalpa, now I have to act on it, right? That I made a sankalpa, I want to be a millionaire. As soon as I start acting on it, that sankalpa moves on to something else. Now that Sankalpa is no longer a millionaire, a billionaire. I tell this story about me leaving India to make 100,000 rupees back in 1975. I made 100,000 rupees long, long, long back. And I'm still working at the same goal. Because my Sankalpa keeps moving, what I think I want to achieve continues to. That's called the Sankalpa sakti of your mind, the fancy of your mind to constantly move the target for you. You will never reach a target. That target becomes a carrot in front of a donkey. You will be just a donkey working towards that goal, which is unachievable. Distance between you and that goal will always be constant, away from you, no matter how hard you try. Till you give up that, till you get out of the trick of your mind, of keep moving the target for you and decide what your target is and what you're working for. In this case is karma falatyagam. Nahi sanyastha sankalpaha yogi bhavati kaschanaha. Without renouncing this fancy of your mind, one can never become a yogi. One can never give up karma phala if I have already decided what I'm going to get out of my actions. So therefore, he saying, you need to give up both at the same time. The fancy of your mind to what to achieve in future, and also karma phala of my actions. Then only a one can become either a yogi or a sannyasi. and once you become one or the other, you already have both. Āruruksoho mune yogam karmakaranam now he says, so what is appropriate for whom? Yoga-rudasya-tasyaiva-samahkarana-muchyata. And last time we had a little indication about what this verse talks about. He uses the analogy of somebody trying to climb a horse. Aru Aaruruksha, one who is desirous or in the process of climbing the horse. A Muni who is not at the level of established himself in the yoga which we are all. We all have a great desire to become a yogi and a sannyasi. But we are not there yet. So what is our situation? Our one leg is in this ground. Another leg we are trying to jump. That's the most unstable situation we are in. Right? We all know that. That's why we are afraid of taking that leap. So what will make us do that leap from my one leg is on the ground... And one leg is on that, whatever you call it on the horse is not saddle but whatever they call it, uh, stirrup. Whatever the word is. Okay. And now you want to climb on the horse to establish yourself in that saddle firmly. But the fear in your heart, if I give up this ground, I don't have any stability. See so that's why if anybody asks me when Neil, when are you gonna retire? I say, never. I have no desire. I do not want to give up my security of working. I feel most comfortable when I'm working. I do not want to give up that. So even to give up that, you need lots of courage. So how are you going to do that? Bhagavan said, if you are in that situation, one who is in the process of taking the leap from this world to the other, karana De. continue working. Do not give up your actions. That's your, you now focus on your actions. Right now, I'm afraid of giving up my actions. Don't worry, but just continue working. But with that qualification of karma falatyagam. without an expectation for the results, you continue working. That's a prescription for you, Bhagavan <laughs> Yoga Rudrasya Tasseva karanam but one who has taken that leap now is firmly established in his position. Now, once a person who is trying to ride a horse is clearly in the saddle and in control of the reins, then what is the goal? Control the horse. Which is what now your goal is. Here the horse is your mind. Mind right now was telling me, Neil, don't give up that. That's your security. You give up that and you're unbalanced. Don't know what's going to happen. He said, well, if you're in that situation, continue working. Continue working and develop an attitude of karma falatyakam. And without you knowing, you will be in the situation where you're firmly in control. You know, my music teacher telling me, say, Subhas says, I don't understand. All this, what you're telling me, I'm out of scale and out of... You see, you continue practice. One day you'll understand yourself. You won't even know when you understood that you, what is scale and what is rhythm. Your mind is like that. more you practice, you will never know when you have a control over it. Once you have a control, you will know you have a control over it. And at that point, now you have to control the mind. Because the mind still has a tendency you have now been firmly in control, but if you don't pay attention, you're not diligent, it will run away. So, shamaha karana Now, you should be diligently controlling your mind, which is already in control. It's like a continuing education program. You, know. you have a professional degree, you're practiced, you have licensed to practice, but unless I fulfill my 18 learning units every year, they will take away my license. I have worked very hard with the karma full have a control of my mind, but I don't have a continuing education program, that may go away. So therefore he says, Now his goal is to constantly control his mind. And that's where we will stop. Om Sarve Bhavant Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu Ma Kaschiddukha Bhagbhaved Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyaunamaha Harehiyo